Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Satter. And we thank you for listening, listeners. Uh, if you're listening on purpose, thank you. If you're listening on accident, we hope you come back and hear us. But if you don't know anything about us, we're a show uh, called Solid Steps Radio. And we're a show for men, uh, primarily. We have a lot of ladies listeners, but we knew our audience was going to be men. Men like to talk about sports, weather, and politics. And that's okay. I like to talk about those things. But at the end of the day, those things don't have significance, I think, in, in eternity. We want to talk about things on our show that really is just impactful for the whole life. The life you see and the life you don't see. And so we believe here at Solid Steps Radio that every man was destined to walk with God with and through the person of Jesus Christ. And that you're not fulfilling your destiny if you don't do that. So that being said, we tell the story that God is writing in men's lives. We want to hear men's voices and perspectives on things about really bigger pictures of life, but also the day-to-day. So today we're talking and going to hear a story that many men can relate with in some capacity, whether it's a bigger version or a smaller version of what you're going to hear today. Now, when I say the number seven, a lot of people hear lucky seven. Um, they might, if you think in Bible world, the number seven has significance. From Genesis through Revelation, in both of those books, you see the number seven, and all the way through, the number seven makes its way out. But in this story you're going to hear, the number seven pops up three times at least, and you think, wow, seven, that's kind of a, but that number really shows the significance of God and the wholeness of God. And you'll see it in this man's life where a father who was one way, but then became another way and really showed the significance and the importance of a father and other men in a man's life. So, you know, Chad, you started talking about seven. I thought maybe you're going to have a seventh boy. No, <laughs> that is not the significance that I'm speaking of. Well, uh, folks, it is a great honor to have Lewis Whitaker with us today. And uh, welcome to the show. Thank Lewis. you, sir. Thanks it, for having me. It is absolutely a joy to have you, brother. And uh, listeners, I wish you could see the smile on this guy's face. Every time I see him, <laughs> he's always got a smile on his face and... Uh, Truly, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength, and uh, laughter is like good medicine. And, brother, you regularly are laughing, and you are regularly smiling. Thank you so much, sir. Thank yeah. You. And so, but it always wasn't like that. I want to get our listeners uh, a little bit of background. What time did you get up this morning? I was up at 3 a.m. On purpose. On purpose. <laughs> yeah, like six. I get up sometimes at 3 o'clock, too. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> what were you doing at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, I own a cleaning company, so what I like to do is get up and service my clients so I can have time throughout the day to do what Lewis likes to do, and uh, whether it be cleaning my house, working out, studying, uh, love to read, um, asking God for ways that I can help other folks uh, throughout the day. And we're going to talk about that, how God is using you as you mentor other men, and uh, but... You get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You have a great work ethic. You, you were telling me some stories uh, earlier, like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, one of your first clients um, in here in Louisville, LAC, you, you, you get there at 11 o'clock at night? 11 o'clock at night. And then um, I would sit there and clean. I'm sorry, not sit there, clean. Um, then I would go out, shower up, go to the front desk where I volunteered from 5 to 9. I would take a shower and literally sleep in the chair until it was time for me to go to work. Um, and then go home, see my family, service them at the time, and um, 
take a nap and get up and do the same thing again the next day. I did that for six months by myself. Working your tail off. Working my tail off. Now, and we're going to come back to that in a second, but that was a part of you really growing. But let's let's go. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Because when you were young, things were not always so hot. Uh, well, growing up very young, um, my dad was very abusive to myself, um, my mom, uh, my sister, and my brother, and it was just a, a, a very confusing as to know, you know, why would a man want to uh, abuse the ones that he brought into this world and claim you love so very much. That's got to be incredibly confusing. That was very confusing. Um, you know, you were scared to move. I could not enjoy myself as a kid like all the other kids. That's probably why I'm so goofy today <laughs> and laugh so much today because then I was so afraid uh, of what he might do, uh, what kind of mood he would be in. Um, it was just, you know, you just were afraid to enjoy life and smile. Um, that you just could not, you were afraid to. Um, and that affected me throughout my whole life because, as I told you earlier, every boy needs a father who he can play catch with. Uh, every boy needs a father he can talk with, uh, go fishing with. Uh, but the, he would always do these things by himself. And I was also afraid to leave the house under the I – I felt that I was there to protect my mom and support her. So it was very hard for me to go out and enjoy myself with my friends. Mm. And that took years years away from me uh, as far as my development as a man was concerned. Yeah. And that, I mean that you said earlier before we started the show that even into your forties. Yes. Even uh, in my forties, you, you had to wrestle through yes that father wound, that father wound. And it's keep in mind too, you want to make decisions as a man, but if that man or uh, is, is your father and he's doing things and saying things to you, to uh, hinder you from becoming a man. As a man, you go out and you make mistakes, do things and say things that you shouldn't do because you haven't had that proper guidance. Uh, it was hard for me to trust men. I could not stand around men and talk and they would say things to me, but you know, uh, I, I can't trust this. What are you talking about? I, I can't trust this guy. Yeah, I, I struggle to trust my dad. I struggle to trust, trust my dad. How am I going to trust others? Others. Yeah. And that kept me for years, for years. Uh, but you had a great mom. I had a great mom. Um, my mom taught me how to cook because <laughs> I would need that one day. My mom stayed in prayer. As bad as it was, she always stayed in prayer and taught me how to pray. Mm. And prayer kept me... I guess with her guidance, doing things that I should not have been doing. It kept me very close to her. Mm. My mom took me and introduced me to some guys. I call them the Magnificent Seven. These guys were deacons of the church. And your mom, your mom goes, this boy needs some help. This boy needs some guidance. Some guidance. Because I don't want him going down that road. You know, I don't... I, I, she did not want me to become another statistic. And I'm sure you've read some of the statistics. Yep. Uh, she induced me to these gentlemen. Uh, keep in mind, I was in my teens. And these guys were 100 then. <laughs> 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 so 
They were uh, as old as Methuselah. That's right. <laughs> so I asked Curtis, and maybe some of these guys can come on the show. And he, I kind of got the vibe. I don't think very many of these men are no. around anymore, right? Because they were no. older gentlemen back then, right? Yeah. Okay. But I, I sit back sometimes and I wonder if they are smiling down on me right now mm. because of what they taught me. And it's not what they said. Uh, they never told me what to do or how to do it. It was the example that they set. And I, over time, I learned how to follow that. Still not trusting in guys um, to hold a conversation with. But I knew in the back of my mind that these guys, hey, these guys are okay. And from that point on, I could feel myself growing in the spirit of these guys. And the more I hung out with them, the more I wanted to be like them. That's incredible. And I, again, I sit back and I go, gosh, I hope you guys are smiling down on me right now because you taught me well. They, they poured into you. I, I love what you said. They didn't so much demand and teach you in a kind of top-down way. They just modeled, uh, they modeled the way. Yes, yes. They modeled how to live life. And it's funny, you can become intimidating and not say a word. And that's what they were. They were very intimidating with their spirit. But in a good way. But in, in a, a good way. In, in, yeah. a, in a healthy way, in healthy a good way. way. You saw them honor God. You mm-hmm. saw them model family life. You mm-hmm. saw them. I, I, you mentioned uh, when, I, when we were talking earlier that uh, one of them taught you how to, how to dress, how to approach other uh when a woman would come on to you and how yes. to how to ha- how to handle all that how to handle all that and to this day I, I call him probably once every six months or so you know how to tie my tie how to dress how to walk how to talk how to present yourself um it was just amazing and i still carry that over today that's uh that's an incredible blessing brother so we're going to take a break come back and hear there's some more sevens in his life we're going to hear from him in a little bit but we also want to hear about that story, how it, it doesn't end like you may think. It started off bad, but it's not going to end that way because there's a father involved, not just on earth, but in heaven. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors of our show before we get started and hear more about his story. LNN Credit Union, they're a local lender here in the Louisville, Kentucky, Anna area. They've been around for decades. If you have personal, checking, business, savings, loans, you name it and need it, LNN Credit Union can help you take care of it. Uh, we also want to thank Vision First Eye Care. Vision First is a wonderful place that if you need to get your eyes taken care of as far as contacts, glasses, or just overall health of your eyes and vision, Vision First Eye Care will take care of you. You are more than just a set of eyeballs. You are a person to them. And then Frank Enterprises, if you've got professional septic tank, landscaping, and wastewater management needs, meaning if you got water outside your house going where it's not supposed to go, Frank Enterprises can take care of you in that regard. And they're awesome, Frank Enterprises. Kurt is a super dude. Um, Lewis, okay, so you got these seven guys. You, you, you grow up with, with your, your dad. Is, it's, not, it's not a healthy environment. It's not a, it's, it's, in some ways, there's a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. But your mom has the wisdom to connect with you uh, with these seven deacons of your church. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they, I mean, they just taught you so much in life, and they modeled it. But then there was another seven. Yes. <laughs> what, what is this other seven? The other seven were um, 
It consisted of my cousins and my two aunts. Now, so a bunch of women, bunch of women, <laughs> <laughs> and they talked. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, every man has to have a balance. Yep. He can't always be a man. He has to have um, these women in his life as well. And they taught me also how, how to be compassionate yeah. towards women. Now, keep in mind, my dad, his, his model of behavior taught me what not to do to a woman. You don't abuse a woman. Let me say that again. A man does not abuse a woman. My cousins taught me the passionate way to treat a woman, what women expect, uh, what women like. Uh, what women need. What women need. So I had a good balance. That's why I call them the seven on seven. seven magnificent seven and my other seven. Uh, that's why the number seven has a significance in my life. Yeah, these, se- these seven men and now these seven women. What, what were some other things that these ladies taught you uh, uh, regarding life and faith? Uh, I keep going back to it. Um, you know, a lot of women pray. Mm. And they pray deeply for us men. And we have to come to realize that um, they would get me in a in a corner, if you will, <laughs> and get around me and just pray. Keep in mind, I, I also spent a lot of time with these women because that's the only place at the time we felt safe to go. Mm. My aunt taught me, I used to call her all the time, I need a dessert. So she taught me how to make a one egg cake. <laughs> A one egg cake. Yeah, I'm gonna get that recipe for you before yeah. you leave. <laughs> so it was a place to go that was safe, a place where you felt loved by women, and just sitting around a place to go to just laugh mm. and to just feel loved. And that's what they taught me. Even today, I call my cousins and we talk and just laugh. You know, I can't forget the thing, the, the impact that they had on my life. You also talk about another seven. You have, you've had seven men, seven women that really helped frame your life mm-hmm. to who you are as a 59-year-old man today. Mm-hmm. But there was a, there was, you, were, you were part of that seven. You were yes. number seven. Yes. Talk, talk to our listeners about that real quick. These were guys that I grew up in the neighborhood with, um, just enjoyed each other. Another safe place for me to go. Um, just hang out, just be around some guys, just to goof off, still hiding pain, if you will. Yep. Um, we just enjoyed each other, just carried on like guys, you know, rode bicycles, you named it. Um, we all got, uh, with the exception of me, six of my guys got baptized uh, in my church. Uh, I felt as though at the time, 17, 18 years old, I wasn't ready yet. Uh, and part of that was out of fear, you know, just didn't want to walk down <laughs> in front of a lot of people because I was so still scared. Um, they went on to get baptized. Um, as far as I know, these guys are doing okay. Uh, but I waited until about two years later uh, to get baptized. And that was, oh, wow, what have I just done here? You know, and that drew me even closer to the first seven. Because then I started going out and uh, visiting the sick by their choice. (laughs) (laughs) Taking communion. Taking communion to visit the elderly. Um, Just hanging out, um, 
you you learned how to begin to serve others. Yes, at a very young age. From those seven From men. those seven men. How old were you when the seven men really started taking you under their wing again? How old were you? Oh, gosh, you talk about 18? Oh, okay. 18, 19 You were a teenager. You weren't, a, you weren't a child. Right. You were in your teens. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and they encouraged me to join the brotherhood, as they called it back then, a singing choir. You know, so I had all this spirit around me. Uh, that kept me humble, kept me intact, kept kept you anchored, kept me anchored, and it's always that that group of guys along with the seven women, and believe it or not, the seven guys, the six guys, including myself, number uh, being number seven that I grew up with, just kept me in a right frame of mind. But was going on behind closed doors that nobody ever saw, mm. and that's why today. Um, when I joined the men's ministry, the first thing I wanted to do, I told myself, especially during this COVID, if I walk out of COVID the same way I walked in, that's on me. Hmm. I wanted to come out a different man, a different way of living, different way of eating, and a better way of presenting myself to other men to say, hey, um, this is, you can do this. Every man. You mentioned to me uh, as well, you work out. Mm -hmm. I mean, you said, hey, I can can eat, you know, (laughs) Hostess cupcakes, you know, nonstop and just let COVID take over. Or I can work out and I can be in shape and I can watch my diet and I I can be a better person. Correct. And that's what I was hoping for uh, during this whole time period here. And it has helped me tremendously. And when Bruce asked me to get up and speak at the uh, men's mentoring meeting, okay, Lewis, this is it. There's guys sitting out here. I prayed before I went in, because you know how I am around guys that I'm just afraid to talk in front of a bunch of men. And since that day, I mean, okay, now it's time to tell my story. Yeah, It's time to put it out there and start reaching other guys. And God's, God's using you. I, I want to go back as well. There was your, your grandpa because mm-hmm. I ask I ask you yeah, I think earlier this, this this morning, where did you learn the work ethic? And it, you mentioned yeah, it's my grandfather. Yeah, you know, um, well, again, you go back. Those guys didn't say a whole lot; they just did and set the example. And I watched him over the years. And I'm my goodness, this man is just amazing. He he doesn't stop. You know, and being in your 90s and still cutting your grass with a walking mower. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, t- 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 what else about your grandpa? Uh, his spirit. He would walk. He never owned a car. Never had a driver's license. Walked everywhere he went. You were telling us earlier about grocery shopping. He'd go grocery shopping. He'd walk from Twenty Second Street all the way down to Fourth and Oak. Go grocery shopping at the old Winn Dixie. Carry his groceries back, walking. And I'm thinking, wow. And I, over the years, I learned that's the way it's supposed to be. A man needs to step up to the plate, work hard, honestly work hard, and things will come. Talk and, about what he did, though, in his work for four decades. Oh, um, he worked at the railroad for, let me get this right, 44 years, nine months and three weeks. <laughs> and he, he bragged about that. He was one of the guys that wheeled the wheels to the train 
axle and put them on the axle. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at these pictures and he's telling me stories. And I'm going, wow, that's, that's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty, because I, 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 I just love you. You get up at three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you're going to do your deal and you learn that from your dad or your grandpa. Mm-hmm. And um, that was your mom's dad. My mom's dad. Yes. Now, how was he when he died? He was 98. And what kind of shape was he in when he died? His triceps were as big as Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to meet this man. Oh, my golly. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a break, come back. And we got two more segments. Hang in there because the story is 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 still improving. Uh, and uh, can't wait to hear about, uh, really, the reconciliation with his earthly father because it, it's coming. So stay in the next couple segments and hear of the story that God is writing in the Heavenly Father about the earthly father for Lewis and how that impacted him for the rest of his life. So we'll take a break. Be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Uh, We want to thank our sponsors of our show, uh, Louisville Podcast Studios. Uh, Louisville Podcast Studios is who we're taping at right now. If you want a professional looking and sounding, both video and audio podcast, if you've got a book that you want to do, audio, a podcast, anything you want to do that has to do with audio and video, podlu.com p-o-d-l-o-u.com they're as affordable and professional as you will get in the louisville kentucky anna area bright star home care if you have a loved one who needs in-home care both one day a week or 24 7 bright star home care can take care of you there at brightstarcare.com and then dan hart financial if you need to talk about what a wise retirement looks like whether you're 20 years away or 20 days away dan hart can take care of you on that so lewis you you're Going through life, and uh, when I look at you now, successful business guy, um, but really there was something significant that happened with your dad. Now, we talked earlier about your dad was abusive mm-hmm. and in the, to your mom, to your siblings, to yourself, but something happened. Talk to us about what happened. Well, uh, my mom suggested that I be the bigger man and go by and see my dad. Still carrying that weight of what happened. I just decided I'd go see him one day. And we, I went back as I normally did and said, hey, Pops, how you doing? He looked me in the eye as he was cleaning his barbecue pit, and he said to me, son, I love you. But first he said, this is what really threw me for a loop, I'm sorry. I got out there in the streets. I was doing some things that I should not have done. I got into some things I should not have gotten into. It wasn't your mom's fault. It was my fault. And I just want to tell you, I love you. And I'm standing there speechless. I didn't know what to say. Your, your jaw was hitting the floor. I, I didn't even say it back. I just stood there and I just said, okay, I just thought I'd come by and see you. And I walked off. That was the beginning of me being a better man because mm. of what he said to me. Mm. For years I had carried around every, I don't care what guy, you talk to, he wants to hear, I love you from his father. I love you. I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. If you don't hear those things from the man that brought you into this world, what every other man says to you is, you know. It, it, does, fall, it falls short. It falls short. Yeah. So when he said that, I was like, wow. Now I, I, I feel like I can, you know, okay, this is getting better. This is getting better. Um, but I can, it just brought a whole new, I got, I literally got in the car, got on 64 and I cried all the way home. I didn't want him to see that. 
because that pride got in the way. But wow, I, I, I can do anything now. When you, when you started to cry in that car, pulling away from your dad's house, why, why do you think you were crying? It was something that I've always wanted to hear mm. and never heard. Not once growing up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Son, I love you. Son, I love you. How old were you? Oh, gosh. I was well into my 30s. Late 20s, early. Yeah, in my 30s. Easy. Hmm. And so now, Lewis, you, you hear that. You hear those words. And and then the how, how, how is the relationship with your dad since then? Well, wow. <laughs> it's like it... It just happened overnight. I mean, he calls me. Son, I just wanted to call you and say, see what you were up to. Mm. He's been by my house. Um, he asked me to go fishing with him. Um, you can come over and borrow anything I've got. Anytime you, just last week he told me, son, anytime you want to talk about anything, just come over and we can talk. You shared with me the other day that he that you guys tell each other that you love each other regularly. Oh, religiously now, before we can hang up the phone. And that just blows my mind. And there's nothing that I cannot do now. That just goes to show you that prayer changes things. Oh, my goodness. And it, 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 what I'm hearing is it's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. So if you guys are out there and they're wondering about their dad and, and just pray for him. And he will come around. And, and just talk to a dad not right now who's 70 years old or 60 years old who's maybe somewhat estranged from his, his kids. Mm-hmm. Talk to him right now. Right now. Yeah. Just, what would you share with him in two minutes, that dad? Your son needs you. Um, it's time to drop the pride and put things aside. Mm. Um. You don't know the impact that you have on your son. And every boy, as I told you earlier, needs a a father. I mean a father. To tell him how much he cares for him. He can do anything if he puts his mind to it. Words I never heard. Um, But guys need to just come now, especially in this day and time. You know, it doesn't take a lot. Just look at the news. Guys are getting in trouble, and yes, it yes. goes all the way back yes. to the father. And I didn't know that a father could be present and absent at the same time. Because your dad was at home. He was at home. Oh, great job. You know, for Christmas, we had everything piled up to the roof, but he just he wasn't there. Mm. And missed that for years. Missed that for years. So you hear those words, I love you, son, I'm sorry. It wasn't your mom's fault. That we we had uh, you know such a, a tough time uh, with with no love, you know it was me. I was not the loving, gracious father that I needed to be. Exactly. Wow. I'm That's, curious, what happened in your dad's life that made him all of a sudden? Was there not something that happened to him, that, or did he just wake up one day and just? Did he ever explain or tell you why? He never told me why, but if you look, uh, as I was telling Kurt, my dad was a superintendent of Sunday school. I mean, my dad was in church every single week. All growing up. All growing up. So he was doing one thing at church on Sundays, but then something different at home. He had to be doing something. Yeah, he was doing something different at home. Yeah. And then 
out of the clear blue sky. I mean, he, he got this mo- bought this motorcycle, and he started going out and disappearing a little bit at a time, and riding, mo- hanging out, and just doing stuff. And he would bring that home. For example, um, my mom asked him one time, uh, who's that young lady had in the car? Oh, that was so-and-so's wife. She asked me to give her a ride. And needless to say, you know, what happened, there's, for asking that, mm. things took place. And, and so it, when, when he tells you, hey, son, it was my fault, when his ownership of all his sin in his life against you, was there anything that happened at that moment leading up to that that changed him to make him want to say that and to be repentful that you know of? You know, not that I know of, but over time, you know, after a while, you mature. Mm. You, you, your body won't let you do the things that you used to. Right. Hang out all night and ride motorcycles. You know, right. That's probably 100% of it right there. How old was he, do you, if you can do the math quickly, how old um, was he when he said, hey, I'm sorry? Oh, he was in his 60s. Okay. In his 60s, yeah. yeah. He's 70, oof, 73 now. Yeah. So he was in his 60s then. Okay. So, Lewis, uh, that that catapulted you to where you are today. But I, I want our listeners to hear, you lost a job. Mm-hmm. Where, where were you working? I was working at a mental hospital um, here in Louisville, and they said that they were cutting back. And I lost my job, and I sit out in the parking lot, and I sit there in the car and I went, this is, no, no, this is not right. <laughs> this is, this is, this can't be happening to me. And this just goes to show you when God has something for you to do, he will take you out of your comfort zone. So you, th- that job is gone. And by the way, this, you, you mentioned, um, you were the first one in your family to get a college education. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you got this job and you look, it's, you know, they're shutting, shutting down this, uh, that floor. And what happened next? After that, I went home and I said, Lord, what am I going to do? And I'm sitting there and I'm doing my daily routine, cleaning my house. And as I was praying, it dawned on me that this is what I'd like to get into. I I like cleaning. It's not really hard work. So that next morning, I went to Walmart. I bought a squeegee, a blue bucket, and some towels. And I went out knocking on doors. And the first door that you knocked on... uh, they they said, uh, well, we don't really need you to wash these windows. And you said, sir. Sir, you don't understand. I need to clean your windows. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need your windows clean, but I need you to get your windows clean. <laughs> I need you to clean these. I need to clean these windows for you today. And, and tell, and tell, you, tell our listeners real quick before the break, uh, you worked on those windows how long? Um, I worked on those windows for two hours. And they were probably five by sevens. <laughs> and... <laughs> and and you charged them how much? Fifteen dollars. Fifteen bucks. You worked on it for two hours. You got fifteen bucks, but the then God just the, the he opened the doors. One thing led to another. <laughs> so we're gonna take a break. Come back in our fourth and final segment here. The uh, the continuation of that story here on Solid Steps Radio. Southern Smoke Catering Barbecue. They are a catering only barbecue company. They are award-winning, and they are really good. And their website is southernsmokebbqcateringky.com. southernsmokebbqcateringky.com. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Eric Veal will take care of your teeth very well. 
and uh, you put a smile on your face and keep your teeth in at the same time. Uh, and then, <laughs> and he's awesome, by the way. I mean, I've had to do is uh, keep your teeth in. Uh, and then Veritech generators, if you have a generator need for your business or home, or you need to service your generator, Veritech generator can take care of you. Okay, so Lewis, you lose your job. You uh, you sense the Lord. You like to clean. You're good at cleaning. And you go to Walmart, that's hilarious. You go to Walmart and you get a sponge, a couple sponges, a squeegee, and the towels, and you start, you knock on, it was a cold call, right? Cold call, yes. Work on it for two hours, you get 15 bucks. 15 bucks. What happened next? What happened next, there was a guy that pulled up beside me from Exxon Collision. And he now, said, was, he, was he watching you? He was watching me. <laughs> Didn't, had no idea. Had no idea. He says, I need you to come by my place. Okay, God, here we go. <laughs> you said all I had to do was ask. <laughs> so I go by his place and uh, started working for him, hired me right away. And then my dear friend, uh, Gilbert Corsi, I wrote him a letter. And I said, this is what happened to me. I lost my job, and I just started my own business. He said, I'd like to come out and see you work. He came out, watched me work, interviewed me. I still have that article today. And before you know it, um, LAC hired me to clean their gym at J-Town. Then uh, the general manager come back and asked the question, who cleaned this place? And I, they told him, and I had Westport. You added the Westport store? At the Westport store. Uh, went and knocked on the doors at um, um, Starbucks in St. Matthews. Got that contract. And, it, I mean, my mom always told me years ago, pray, if you take one step, he'll take two. Mm. And I remember that to this day. That is that just sticks with me. And that's why I have a smile. Another reason why I have a smile on my face. Okay, God, you said all I had to do is ask. I'm going out here to do it. I need you on this. This is your mail. Help well, me. <laughs> well, I, I, I think we need to pray. And what D.L. Moody used to say, pray, like it all depends on God, but to, but work, you got to do, we got to do our part too. Yes. And y you weren't afraid to go knock on doors. You weren't afraid to get up at three o'clock this morning. You're not afraid to get to LAC at 11 o'clock at night to start working late, late at night. That, that goes back to my grandfather. Yeah. That hard work. Yes. And it does pay off. Yes. Trust I mean, me. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Proverbs says all hard work um, leads, give, to a gives, profit. leads to a profit. Leads to a profit. And, and you've seen that. Mm -hmm. God, God has definitely blessed you. But you also worked hard. Worked hard, very hard. So, so then, uh, and, and then it just continued to unfold. Uh, you, you, there's a whole building. Uh, what's the, uh, the the builder that you got that you worked yes. for? Yes, um, I. <laughs> it's funny how I met this. Got in contact with this guy. To make a long story short, the guy walked up to me and says, "Louis, did you get the job?" I go, "What are you talking about? I don't. What, I didn't apply for a job." <laughs> and lo and behold, the regional vice president walked up to me and threw me his keys and said, go clean my house. Uh, dude, uh, address, phone number, where do you live? <laughs> Went and cleaned his house, and he says, uh, that's the guy I want. And he gave me all 14 of his buildings. <laughs> and I'm standing here today just to tell guys that patience, prayer, and patience and persistence, the three Ps. Oh, that's good. That's really good. And so now, Lewis, you, you want to take how God's blessed you and you want to share it with other guys. Yes. Talk about that a little bit. Well, uh, it goes back to the mentor program. We have a slogan that says um, shoulder tap. And a lot of guys, believe it or not, unless you shoulder tap and show interest, they will not tell you 
just because we're guys. We can do it all. We don't need help. Uh, so we start uh, shoulder tapping and just getting to know guys that who may be struggling with something, maybe the same thing I was struggling with. You don't know until you get to know these guys. And it's, it, it'll make you a better person as well. Get to know a guy, shoulder tap, talk to him, see what his needs are. Just basically a shoulder or ear to listen. And once you find those things out, then you start tapping into that guy and pouring into that guy like my magnificent seven poured into me. And then we'll open up your heart, your mind um, to what God can do for you. Not just the guy that's tapping on the shoulder, but what God can do for you. Those seven men who poured into you, you are now taking that and passing it on to another generation. Yes. And I, I, I love it. <laughs> um, it, it, that's the way it's supposed to be. Iron sharpens iron. And I'm still dull <laughs> because guys are still pouring into me. But you're getting sharper by the day. Sharper by the day. And uh, the Bible says, he who walks with the wise grows wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's you, brother. And, uh, you know, I just see God at work in your life. And it's just a joy and honor to have you on the show today. Um Lewis, talk a, a little bit about uh, give them wins. What what do you mean by that? Uh, for example, as we talk, give them wins. If a guy shows up to a, a session with you one on one on time, man, I'm glad to see you. Glad you showed up on time. That's a win. A lot of guys are so like myself were put down so much they don't know what a win is. Mm. So when you compliment a guy and says, "Man, I appreciate you showing up on time today," you know, can I buy you coffee? You know. Um, just those type of things go a long way. Um, yesterday when we had breakfast, mm-hmm. the, the server came and we, she was done serving. Everything was complete. And you, you pulled out your wallet and you gave generously to her. You gave her a $20 bill. Yeah. Why did you do that? Because someone did it to me. And what goes around comes around. The Bible says he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And that was you. That was me. And I saw she was working hard. And I mean, this, for me, it's automatic now. Mm. It's automatic. Brother, you're, you're being a model to follow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. <laughs> hey, Lewis, thanks for coming. Thanks for sharing your story. Would you pray for the guys who are listening? Yes. Would you pray for us right now? Yes. Thanks. Father, we thank you for this opportunity um, to witness, to talk, and just be guys. But right now, Lord, we ask that you would touch this message, my story, and other guys who have stories. Touch the guys who are listening. And we invite them, uh, you into their hearts and whatever's on their heart, on their mind. Let them know that there are guys out here who are willing and waiting to give them a hand at anything that may be bugging them in this day and time. Thank you, Lord, uh, for this great session. And we are just delighted that you arrived here and spent some time with us as well. Mm. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lewis. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. You know, as I hear Lewis's story, and it's a great story, I think I hear a little bit, uh, you know, little bits and pieces of my story in Lewis's, and everybody can hear little bits and pieces of, of their story. And some people didn't have a dad who was as extreme as Lewis's dad, but, you know, you maybe your dad was there, but he wasn't there. 
And I'm guilty of being there and not being there mm. today. You know, my wife will say, you're here, but you're not here. <laughs> uh, she means that I've never, ways. I've never heard that. <laughs> so every guy has that struggle, right? But there was, t- it's funny, guys during the show, they said four words that are the most important, I believe some of the most important four words in all of humanity's language. And I was going to say these four words, but they went ahead and said it. They probably don't even know what words I'm saying, thinking. It's never too late. It is never too late. If you are a man sitting there thinking, I was a bum dad. It is never too late. This man to my left was in his mid-30s and his life trajectory was changed when his dad looked at him and said, I'm sorry, I love you. If you were that dad, make the phone call. Send the text. Have the lunch. And just do that. It will change the trajectory of your child's life. He may smack you in the in the meanwhile, or maybe angry with you. Oh, and he might not even want to listen. He to may you not hear it at first, but he needs to hear it. Yeah. And if you are the son that heard didn't hear that growing up, and you're waiting for your dad to tell you that, he may never say it. But can I remind you of what when the Jesus was baptized? He came up out of the water and the voice of the father spoke and he said, this is my son Mm. who I love and with him, I am well pleased. And you know, Jesus hadn't done anything yet. Any miracles, hadn't cured anybody, hadn't preached a sermon, hadn't made a disciple. See, the father enjoyed his son because he was his son. Your father in heaven enjoys you and loves you and that's why he died for you thank you for listening to solid steps radio